Who do you like in the next? Hey, mate, are we still alive in the quaddy? Boy, you got any tips for the weekend? Welcome to Joey and Junior's Punters Club. Adios, hello. Welcome to another edition of Joey and Junior's Punters Club, powered by Bluebet. Big weekend down in Melbourne, particularly with the Cox Plate. Can't wait for that. So I'm back after a little freshen up. Junior went over to Fiji, got away, got some sun. We're still able to watch the races on the Saturday over there at the golf club. Went mm. away with my uh, my Triple M mate, Billy Brownless, and we're able to put it on the phone and uh, and watch Durston win the Caulfield Cup. But uh, how did you go last week in my absence? Were you able to tip a winner? I saw you tipped Stockman, uh, I think, so that was not bad. Yeah, and... yeah. well, well Hads was pretty useless. He took your spot, Brad, <laughs> hadn't he? He gave us nothing. So I tipped Stockman, yeah. It was one of my three bets... In the racing, I lost and running with my big bet, but it was scratched uh, last minute from the Everest. So I was left with Stockman, which did the job for us at about $4. So something out of the wreck, but good to hear that you've worked on your suntan, Joey, over there in uh, beautiful Fiji. That's where I actually went from my uh, honeymoon, where you stayed at the Sheraton Denaru. So good memories there. Good spot, isn't Uh, it? Good spot. It is a beautiful spot. Beautiful spot. Bumped into a a couple of, I say a couple of your boys, but Brendan McCullum was there with his family. I think they were celebrating his birthday. So uh, Brendan McCullum Mm. was sitting on a table next to me for dinner. And then Toby Green. One of your boys from the GOS ah. Giants was uh, on holidays with his girlfriend and her family. So there are a few floating around. So it was a nice little trip. Yeah. But uh, good to be back as well. And good to mm. look forward to a big weekend of, of racing yep. because we will get into that, as we said, particularly in Melbourne this time of year with the uh, the Cox Plate. But before we do, I want to touch on the T20 World Cup, the cricket. I'm sure you and Hads would have touched on it last week. But now that we've seen a little bit of play and, uh, and we've got a good feel mm. for the tournament just want to get your take who do you think are the favorites because it looks like it's a three-way race well the market suggests that australia yeah. and india seem to be the big three is that how you see it is there a smoky mm. and which way are you leaning well i mean the weather's going to play a bit of a part with i mean the, the tournament itself uh the super 12s kicks off this weekend and there's rain forecast in sydney and melbourne so you might need a little bit of luck with the way that the rain is over the next uh, three or four weeks but Look, I think there's six teams that probably you know, have a chance of winning the, the competition. That would be Australia, England, India, South Africa, New Zealand, Pakistan. But narrowing that down, I think you know the top three chances are Australia, England, India. They're the, they're the three I really like. Uh, Australia and England are in the same group, so um, they won't play each other in the semi-final. So that's you know just remember that in the other group mm. you've got sort of India, South Africa, Pakistan. They're the three in the other group, but. Um, I've sort of come up with Australia and India as the top two chances. Um, look, I, I think Australia have got the best all-round team. Some of the teams have got better batting and better bowling, but not both. And I think Australia really do have, you know, they've got all bases covered with their batting, uh, good pace attack. Adam Zamp is probably one of the best spinners in the competition. Home ground advantage. So I just, I know their lead-up form has been pretty patchy, the Australians, but, you know, who cares about barrier trials? It's all about race day. So I'm thinking the Australians are going to reach the semi-finals and reach the final. And I'm going to go with India as the main danger. I'm a bit worried about their bowling. Uh, they have no Jasper Bourne, but I think their batting is so strong. They've got the best top six in the tournament with guys like Raul, Sharma, Kohli, Yadav, um, Hardik Pandya. They've just got so much power with the bat. I think that'll cover their slight weakness in bowling. So... They're the two teams I'm focusing on, Australia and India. I do think South Africa are a bit of a, a smoky at $9. I think they can actually get through uh, in, their, in their group. I think they'll knock out Pakistan for that second spot in Group 2. So South Africa, keep an eye on them. But I'm, I'm basically coming down to Australia versus India in the final at this stage. All right. Uh, I was wondering, why not England? Because I've sort of been watching some of their lead-up games. The way that Josh Butler is yep. hitting the ball, opening the batting, uh, the Hales as well, um, Alex Hales and... 
their batting lineup with yep. Stokes. And you, you just think, no, what are they lacking, England, you think, to be able to No, win? no, look, I've got them in the top three. I think they'll get yep. through to the semis. I think Australia and England will get through from, from group one. So they'll be in the semis and, you know, that, they, they could well win it. I'm just a bit worried about their bowling. I think their bowling looks a little bit thin. Yep. Um, they, they lack a real X factor apart from Mark Wood. He's the only guy with a bit of pace in that uh, lineup. So I think their bowling is a little suspect, and I think they rely a lot on Josh Butler with the bat. I know they've got other players there, but I feel like Butler's the one player they really rely on heavily, and I just don't like teams relying on one or two players to get through to, to win the tournament. So, look, they're a definite, uh, definite chance. I think they'll make the semis, and, you know, you make the semis, you know, you've certainly got a chance of winning the tournament. But I've got them sort of down as a third third pick at this stage. Yeah, fair enough. That's why you're the expert. About $3.75 <laughs> on Blue Bet for Australia to yeah. win it. So that's a, it's a pretty good bet. It'll give you a good run for your money anyway. You know you're going to get through to the, the final four, probably the final two. What's your quickly on the Australian team? Aaron Finch, you expect him to open? And if so, how do you see yep. him going? And who, who would we take if we want to have a bet in the tournament to give us some interest yep. for maybe the top run scorer for the Australian team? Yeah, look, uh, Aaron Finch will open. He's He came into a bit of form against India uh, in the last lead-up game, which is good timing because he's, he's really struggled. So I think he will he will definitely open. I've got no doubts about that. It's interesting that Cam Green's come into the squad for the injury of Josh Inglis. So, you know, if there is any hiccups uh, in that top six or seven batting lineup, then Cameron Green will probably come into the side. But... You know, I really like the Australians, uh, their batting lineup. Even though Finch and Maxwell are struggling for runs, they've still got five players in that top seven who are in form. Warner, Marsh, Stoinis, Wade, Tim David. So they've got a really, really strong lineup. So just for a, a few um, futures bets with the Australian team, top team run scorer for Australia, I'm going with Mitch Marsh. Now, he's about $5. I want you there, mate, with some prices on the, the top team run scorer for Australia for the tournament. Yeah, um, you're correct. Yep. So Mitch Marsh is paying $5. Yeah, look, David Warner's favourite, but Mitch Marsh is second favourite. I think it's a two-horse race. It's going to come down to those two uh, for the leading run scorers. And I think Mitch Marsh is really in great form at the moment. He's bats number three, so he's going to get plenty of time at the crease. So I think Mitch Marsh at $5 is a really good bet for the Australian uh, top team run scorer for the tournament. Uh, as far as the bowling wickets for Australia, I really like Adam Zampa. Uh, he's such a consistent bowler. You know he's going to play every game uh, because he's really the lone spinner uh, in the squad apart from Agar, who I don't think will play at all. So I think Zampa, he's the guy uh, through the middle overs and even, you know, he can bowl at the front end and the back. So he's very versatile. He's been our best bowler, I think, for a couple of years, Adam Zampa. So I've got him as the Australian leading wicket taker. I know we've got lots of good fast bowlers, but I think when he comes on to bowl, uh, he, he just offers something different. So Adam Zampa, the leading wicket taker for the Australians. What price you got there, Owen? Uh, that's paying $3.50 on Bluebet. Okay, so they're, they're the two guys I, I really like uh, out of the Australian team um, to for your multi or for your for your uh, future bets uh, for the tournament, uh, Joey. Beautiful. Sounds good. Loving the way we're going to go there. We'll keep an eye on that. And, of course, we'll track over it uh, in the next few weeks and get all your thoughts and see if we can steer mm. the punters into making a little bit more money in this T20 World Cup. But while we've got you on a bit of a roll, Junior, before we get your best for the weekend, any of the yeah. war stable runners uh, this weekend or through the early part of next week that we can follow? Uh, we've got a couple of runners tomorrow, but I think they'll both be scratched. Uh, we've got heavy tracks floating around Sydney again. It hasn't stopped raining. And I notice, obviously, Melbourne, you've had lots of flooding down there and rain as well. But um, I'll go to Monday at Newcastle. We've got a couple of runners up there. Uh, race 2, number 1, Misty Dreams, and race 8, number 1, the Bullring. So I'm really keen on Misty Dreams at Newcastle on Monday. So that's race 2, number 1. Then on Tuesday at Hawkesbury, the fields are out there. We've got a couple of runners there. Race 4, number 1, Chipper. 
And race eight, number three, Tinker Slad. But the bet there would be race four, number one, Chipper. So from the war stable, we'll go with race two at Newcastle, number one on Monday, and then race four, number one uh, at Hawkesbury on the Tuesday. So they're the, the two bets for the war stable uh, for the next three or four days. Joey? Beautiful. Well, we're looking down here. I'm looking at Mooney Valley. We've got two days of racing tonight, Friday night. So we've got the Group 1 mm. and then, of course, the Cox Plate tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see the weather at the moment. It's quite a nice day in Melbourne. There's there's no rain. There is rain forecast for later mm. on, maybe tonight. So it is going to always, as you know, with Mooney Valley, Junior, the, the track, the, the bias yeah. is going to be a factor. So we've got to keep an eye on that. And then whether they do sort of peel out through the middle of the track, which I think they probably will at some stage late in the afternoon tomorrow which might favour, yeah. I think, one of your bets. I've left out Animo in the Cox Plate because I, I don't even know your tips yet, but I reckon you might be going that way because that horse <laughs> is a superstar. But I've got three for me that I want to be betting with okay. uh, tomorrow. The first one's going to be the value bet for me in race four. Number 10, this horse called Everglade that's just had the one start. It was over this 1,200 metres at the Valley, and it led all the way, and it did it easily. I was really impressed with its win. I like these horses that when they come out and – they're one from one. It's got a, a similar sort of grey gate here. Sorry, gate four. Damien Oliver on board. I think it'll jump. It'll get to the rail. And by race four, we'll have a, a sort of pretty good feel whether sort of the, the rail um, is still the place to be. But if it is, I think this Everglade at a good each-way price, Owen, will give us a good run for our money. So race four, number 10, Everglade, my each-way better today. Yep, so that's paying $9 for the win or $2.90 each way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And then the two that I like want it. to follow out of the, uh, the, more, the more of the, uh, the staying races, race seven, number two, this virtuous circle. So I think this horse is going to love the step up to the 2040 after its last two at the shorter distances, getting back, hitting the uh, line really strongly, really liked it. Uh, I think obviously that Berkeley Square or Barkley Square is going to be hard to beat, but uh, virtuous circle with J-Mac on board from a nice middle alley gate six, I think it's been waiting for these 2,000 metres. I want to back that as well. So I'll take that the win. Owen, race seven, number two. Uh, $5.50 for the win there. Beautiful. And the last is uh, the Sydney Horse Junior, Francesco Guardi. Well, that should have won the Bart Cummings a couple of weeks ago. It almost fell and then flew home to just get pipped. Um, and we're racing again over the 2,500. Mm-hmm. I love these Sydney horses that come down to Melbourne. They always seem to bob up. We saw Durston last week in the, the Caulfield Cup. Again, J-Mac on board, so I think he might have a good day from gate two. I think late in the day, uh, it'll hopefully be able to sort of peel out through the middle of the track, hit the line hard, and I think Francesco Guardi will win race eight. That's paying $4 for the win. Right, so they're my three. Junior, where are you going to go with yours? Okay, well, I've got four bets. I'm going to mix it up with Ramwick and the Valley. I'll start with uh, Ramwick on Saturday. At the moment, it's a soft six to track, but there is rain forecast today and tomorrow so i'd expect it probably to edge towards the heavy range uh can't see see it getting any better than what it is at the moment so maybe a heavy eight tomorrow so i've got a couple of bets uh at ramwick race eight number four williamsburg i really like this horse um it's been very consistent uh its last couple of runs ran third in the gloaming at warwick farm it's not really a small track horse it prefers the bigger track so it gets out up to two thousand meters on saturday at ramwick um and i just think uh it's just Maps to get a great run there from Barrier 2. And I think it's a great each-way bet. So race 8, number 4, Williamsburg. It handles a heavy track, so I don't think there's any issue there. So I'm going to go with it each way. So, Owen, what price we got Williamsburg in race 8, number 4? So it's paying $5.50 for the win or $2.05 each way? Yeah, that's uh, a good bet each way, uh, Williamsburg. Then we'll go to the Invitation, the $2 million race. Uh, for the fillies and mares, and I've got to go with my favourite horse, uh, number three, Ice Bath. Uh, I think this horse is just—it's just 
overdue to win a big race. It's, uh, it's racing very consistently, always does. Uh, ran fourth in the uh, Epsom, which is a good run. Uh, really good run there. This is a, a slightly easier race back against the Phillies and Mares, and I think um, it loves the, the sting out of the track as well. I just think it's it's got to run a, a big race, uh, Ice Bath. There's a few nice Mares in this race, but she's the one with uh, all the form against the good horses. So I'm going to back her each way as well. Uh, Owen, what price you got for Ice Bath? That's Ice Bath. Ice Bath is four sixty for the win. Ice Bath or one ninety each way. <laughs> Okay, so we'll back it each way again. So I'm, I'm just uh, playing with a pretty straight bat here so far. Then I'm going down to the valley, and I'm going to have a, a tip in, in the big races, uh, starting with tonight, Friday night, the Manicato, which is race seven. I'm with uh, number 10, Bella Nipotino. Now, this horse is... This horse is flying. It's running the Moya was outstanding. Sat wide, did all the work, and just got nutted on the line. So I can see uh, it getting a much better run. It might need a bit of luck. It's uh, drawn inside tonight. Barrier 2, I think, if I just look at my form guide. Uh, so, you know, Barrier 2 at the Valley, you always need a bit of luck getting out at the right time. But I think, um, obviously, Pulele's going to be hard to beat. It's, it's a favourite of mine as well. But I just think, at the odds, the slightly better odds, I think uh, Bella, Bella Nipotina... Uh, it's going to be awfully hard to beat. Yeah, draws barrier two, Craig Williams aboard. So I'm going to back it each way again. Uh, Owen, what price have you got Bella Nipotina, number 10 in race seven tonight? Uh, 460 for the win and 190 each way. Okay, yeah, that'll do me. Uh, money back if we run a play, so I can't see it missing a hole. And then we'll go to the Cox Plate uh, race nine tomorrow. So it's about race 18. So you just got to really monitor these track conditions with rain forecast uh Later in the day, um, Friday, then throughout the day on Saturday, it's going to really be uh, a real pattern day. So watch, watch the races. But I'm, I'm going with Animo. I just can't bet against it. I, I think it's a, it's slightly under the odds. You know, it's short enough at, at whatever price it is. Uh, oh, what price you got Animo? I think it's about two forty. Uh, yeah, two fifty like for the win at the moment. One fifty for the win. I, I think. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about the place. No That'll be too short. But. Um, I think with Animo, it's just a favourite horse of mine. I back it every time. You know what you're going to get with Animo. It was obviously stiff not to get the protest last year in the Cox Plate. This year's field is, is fairly similar. There's not probably not a lot between a lot of these horses, Zaki and those horses. They've been meeting uh, every every weekend, basically, and there hasn't been much between them. But I just think Animo, I just I just love the horse, so I'm going to be with it uh, to win tomorrow. So that's Animo in the Cox Plate. Bit of a question mark over the Chris Waller International Horse. El Badiga, is that how we say it? Bogota, something like that. Anyway, but um, we're going with Animo, so we'll take the 250 there. Is that right, Owen, for Animo? Correct, 250 for the win. Right. All right, yeah. so there you go, Joe. That's uh, what I'm on over the weekend. So you need a bit of luck, obviously, with the, the way the weather's going to play and track uh, pattern, all that sort of thing, but they're the ones I'm sort of banking on a lot of them each way, but Animo straight out. Yeah, always do. No, I think I'm with you on both the group ones. I like Bella Nipotina. Of course, Animo, I think as well, should be hard to beat. So I like where you're heading okay. there. We're on the same page. We were on the same page with Pulele a few weeks ago. So we've got the money on that occasion. So hopefully we can do it again <laughs> yep. when we're both tipping the same horse. Mm. Hey, before we finish up the show, Owen, as you know, we like to do a bit of a, a bit of a same show multi just to see if we can collect something with a nice bit of profit, why don't you take us out with the new ball? Where are you going to steer us into a bit of a same show multi? Yeah, so I'm going to start Mooney Valley Race 9, so the Cox Plate. And I am going number 12, L Bodigon. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, uh, for the place. What's that paying there? Uh, that's paying uh, 235 235 for L Bodigon. I think it is L Bodigon, the place. I don't mind. It is the X Factor. It is the, the unknown quantity of the overseas horse. So hopefully it does mm. run a drum for us. Hopefully for our sake, Junior, yep. it runs second. 
Hey, I'm going to go. I'm making my NBL calling debut on Monday night, and I'm doing the Illawarra game for the, the Brisbane Bullets. But Brisbane Bullets must win. They, they, they went out and got Aaron Baines, the big Australian superstar boomer who's played in the, uh, the NBA. They've got Sobey. They've got Tyler Johnson, another NBA player who's playing here. And they're 0-4 to start the season. But tomorrow night, they're playing the Southeast Phoenix, who are only sort of mid-table as a team, I think, this year. The Bullets must get a win. So they've suspended their young star, DJ Mitchell, for a bit of an indiscretion during the week. They haven't disclosed what it was. But I don't mind that as well. I think there's a bit of an edge about the Brisbane Bullets. They're the outsider. But I think they get their first win tomorrow night against the Phoenix, and then they back up again Monday against Illawarra. I want, I want the Brisbane Bullets to beat the Phoenix tomorrow night in the NBL. What do I get? Uh, $2.11 for that win. Right, add that one to your El Bodegon, the place. And Junior, what are you going to bring us home with? All right, well, good luck, Joey, and your, your, <laughs> your first up calling of the uh, NBL. I hope you got all the terminology right, all the basketball sayings, have you? You've been yeah. working on them? Yeah, play basketball my whole way through, yeah, so good I've got stuff. all that covered. Yep. All right. Okay, mate. Well, we'll uh, watch that with interest, mate. Uh, okay, well, I'm going with the cricket, the T20 World Cup, and I'm going to uh, put us under pressure early. So tonight's game, Oi. Zimbabwe versus Scotland. Uh, this is oh. um, the Group uh, 2 qualifying final game. There's four teams on two points in that group. Um, so Zimbabwe play Scotland tonight in Hobart. I know Scotland will probably prefer the weather conditions in Hobart tonight, but I'm going with Zimbabwe to beat Scotland. I think Zimbabwe are a pretty good side. They've got a lot of... Um, up-and-coming players there, Zimbabwe, and they've got one of the best players in the qualifying tournament in Sakanda Raza. He's a, a guy who uh, originally hails from Pakistan, but he's a really class player. So I'm going with Zimbabwe to beat Scotland tonight uh, in that T20 final round qualifier in Hobart. So, Owen, I, I think that they're obviously favourites, but what price you got Zimbabwe to beat Scotland? Yep, so they're paying $1.62. Beautiful. What do we get? Okay, well, three together, Owen. Price. Yeah. So the three together is paying eight dollars and three cents. Friday. Nice. I like it. Like a little bit it. of everything covered. Like a bit of racing, it. bit of cricket, and a bit of basketball. Sounds good. Hey, thank you, Owen, for your time. Junior, thank you as always. We'll look forward to touching base again next week. Looking at the yep. T twenty World Cup when the Aussies have had a couple of hits yep. and uh, good luck too on the pun. Good luck to everyone having a bet this weekend. Of course, remember to gamble responsibly. This has been Joey and Junior's Punters Club, powered by Bluebet. Enjoy your weekend. We'll do it all again next Thursday.